even all the way up into the hip. So how quickly are your glutes activating? How long length of time and contraction is also a, a factor of time. So how long are your glutes contracting for? At what level of peak recruitment are those muscles being engaged, right? So it, it changes the way that the listeners can think of perhaps exercises that they do, right? Sometimes we want to be really quick with our contraction. Are you constantly worried about getting injured or you don't know how to get faster as a runner and you want to continue to run for stress relief, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Healthy Runner, the only place that provides you with training tips, injury recovery, and prevention tools with actionable strategies by experts in the running industry so you can develop a stronger running body and feel confident that you can overcome any obstacle as a runner. I'm your host, Dr. Dwayne Scotty, avid runner, running physical therapist and coach, educator, founder of Spark Healthy Runner, where we help dedicated runners get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running with the perfect online running coach, even if you've been told to stop running with an injury or you think coaching is just for fast runners. Learn more about our signature coaching program at learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com. Every week on the show, we coach you to grow as a runner, just like the process of building a strong, durable home that will last a lifetime requiring little maintenance. The design and planning is your mindset. The foundation is your strength training. The framing is your run plan. The electrical and plumbing is your nutrition. The insulation, drywall, and flooring is your recovery. The landscaping and exterior is your race strategy. If you master the six parts of growing as a runner, your running will be strong and last long, hitting PRs well into your 40s, 50s, and beyond. Every week, we help a runner just like you build their dream home. I'm your host, Dr. Dwayne Scotty. Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast. Get ready to experience better stability, which means better running, for your next training goal. Welcome to episode 212 on the Healthy Runner Podcast, where we help you get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running. Today, I have the pleasure of having a repeat guest back on the show who is just amazing at what she does and the product she creates for foot stability and recovery. Dr. Emily Splickle is a podiatrist, human movement specialist, and the mind behind one of our valued partners here at Healthy Runner, Noboso. Welcome back on the show, Dr. Emily. Thank you so much. It is a pleasure. Oh, I'm excited to have this chat with you. Uh, last time, guys, Dr. Emily was on the show was about a year and a half ago. And uh, all the way back in episode 116, we had an amazing conversation about how runners can activate, strengthen, and recover from running. And with the spirit to challenge conformity, Dr. Splickle has taken her conventional podiatric medical degree and combined it with years of experience and expertise in human movement and sensory science and founded Naboso. And if you've ever had plantar fasciitis, Morton's neuroma, Achilles tendonitis, posterior tibial tendonitis, or bunion pain, then this is one episode you won't want to miss. In that episode, we really had a lively discussion regarding like the importance of foot stability in runners. What is sensory stimulation and how can it reduce foot pain? How um, we as runners can prevent like 
bunions and how we prevent them from progressing. And we talked about Morton's aroma. We got into like a whole bunch, uh, toe spacers. We even chatted about barefoot running. Um, so guys, if you want to get that episode, check that one out. It's like a lot, a lot of value in that episode. And I appreciate you coming back on the show and being, uh, willing to share about, um, all the great things that you have going on over at Naboso. I know there's been some great products and today's conversation, I really wanted to kind of talk about like specifically single leg stability. So thank you again for coming back on the show. Of course, there's obviously a lot to cover. So <laughs> blend it into another episode. Indeed. Um, so this will kind of put in this in context for our audience here where we talk about like six steps to growing as a runner, just kind of six buckets. Today's conversation, guys, is going to really fit in some of the strengthening bucket and then also the recovery bucket. And uh, I know your motto is like better stability means, uh, you know, better running, doesn't it? <laughs> What did you say? It does. Yeah. I mean, you, it's really hard to run well if you don't have single leg stability because it is really a series of single leg squats essentially that you are doing when you are, when you're running. So, but even, even outside of running, one of the most important positions that the human body can control is a single leg stance. So to walk well, you have to be able to stand on one leg to go upstairs, downstairs. So it's, it's so functional and that's really outside of the feet and barefoot. My other passion is barefoot training and the neuroscience of single leg stability. Oh, I just love it. And, um, like I mentioned, you know, there's a lot going on since we last chatted. Um, I've been literally like, your products have been like key for me in uh, me meeting my personal running goals. But so many of the clients that I help who are struggling with like plantar fasciitis and Achilles tendinopathy, um, you know, I totally recommend, um, honestly, the whole Naboso line. Uh, but, you know, the Neuroball, the toe spacers, all that. Um, there's been a lot of changes. And if, you know, if these five years are, you know, these last five years, um, of your life were really like a chapter. Like what's this chapter about for you? Yeah. These past five years, which is how old Noboso is for the listeners that are not aware of that. I would put it as innovation and impact. And I kind of fell into both. <laughs> I didn't wake up one day thinking that I was going to invent product uh, and then become a CEO. But when I started to realize the power of texture and the power of sensory stimulation of the foot in general, sensory stimulation of the skin and through fascial lines, but then really specifically texture or two-point discrimination, which is what's on the Naboso products. And then the impact side of it is it wasn't just people who were saying like, oh, now I can squat, you know, 200 pounds versus, you know, what other weight. It wasn't just that. It was people who were like, I can walk again. I can feel my feet. I have independence again. So it's this other side of impact that I didn't realize that I would have. And I mean, it could even be through our toe spacers of someone with bunion pain feeling a positive impact. And even that smallest impact is huge to me. It inspires me. So, oh, there's my third one. So innovation, impact, and inspiration. Boom. I love things in threes. There we go. <laughs> the three eyes. The three I love eyes. it. 
I love that. And I'm sure that impact has been just so different, right? Than you've been able to do one-on-one like in your clinical practice, right? And helping people on a one-on-one basis. And you've, I'm sure, <laughs> have had so much more reach now uh, being able to have that impact. So I love that. And I love the innovation side of things. And I just love all of the new products that you uh, are coming out with. Um, so why is single leg stability so important for us? Yeah. So if we start with walking, then we'll go into running. But if you think of this either called an evolutionary change, I don't, I don't try to have debates on evolution or not evolution, but let's just look more at the difference of how a human walks to a primate. Let's just look at them completely different. What's unique of bipedalism and human upright walking? Well, we take these long steps that allow us to get very good, efficient forward progression. And the differences between human feet, human pelvis, is really built around this ability to take long steps. Right? The whole point of walking is to go somewhere. So we have to take long steps. Part of taking a long step or a requirement is you have to be able to stand on one leg. There's a period of mid-stance or single-leg stance to walk. So efficient, optimized gait requires long enough steps. Having said that, when you start to do, when I do gait assessments and I look at changes and degradation of gait in, let's say, someone who had a stroke or someone with neuropathy or someone as we get older, what you start to notice is there's less time on one leg. There are shorter steps. The steps become less functional or less fascial and efficient. So there's not as much energy transfer, which means for that individual to walk, they have to expend a lot of energy. They have to create energy versus uh, recoiling through elastic t- potential to elastic energy, that conversion. Um, so essentially it's saying like at our core to move well and to move efficiently, you have to be able to stand on one leg so you can take long steps is really what it is. A long step allows you to swing your arms wide enough so you can load these fascial slings in the body and then essentially recoil a rubber band into the next step. This is walking at its core. Okay. Mm -hmm. Running running is not just an extension of walking. That's not how I compare it. They're very different in the energy mechanisms. They're very different in the foot ground contact experience. Uh, Running, as we know, is very much of a spring mechanism versus a pendulum mechanism. Uh, So that's where a lot of the runners are probably more midfoot strike versus heel strike because it's a different, it's a different fascial response within the body. So to properly load, obviously there's no, no double limb support in running. It's all on one leg. So we have to have not just single leg stabilization, but it is the timing and the coordination of the single leg stability that's important. So having said all of that is to just stand on one leg does not mean you are going to stabilize the right way to run. Can you 
before your foot even contacts the ground when you're running, create a foot core fascial stabilization that allows your lateral line, your IT band into your glutes and your foot to contract like that and stabilize. One of the best examples of people who have a delayed single leg stabilization response when they run are people who get IT band syndrome. So that is kind of a classic delayed stabilization. Shin splints is a delayed stabilization. Knee pain, delayed stabilization. <laughs> so um, so that, that's why I, I want to make sure the listeners think of single leg stability, not just as, hey, I can stand on one leg with my eyes shut for 10 minutes. I can therefore you know, run as well as everyone else because the mechanism is different. Yeah. So that mechanism is different. The muscle activation is different, right? And there are these running specific muscles that we utilize to kind of coordinate those contractions that you're kind of talking about. Um, love it. And yeah, I totally agree that, you know, we just can't stand statically in one spot and be like, oh, that's going to make us efficient for running. And I've really purposely and really have put this into practice myself and can say, because I think at the time that we had spoke last, I was relatively new to getting out of orthotics. And I think I had shared with you that I was in custom foot orthotics for literally like almost 20 years. Um, and I had such atrophy of like my deep foot muscles and then, you know, doing the short foot exercise that you taught me and coordinating it. And like, it's that timing and coordination that you're talking about. I've found that so effective for not only, you know, strength training and training on one leg, but then also my running and just feeling more stable and that coordination and having, being able to feel those muscles kicking in. Um, it's just so different and it's just something that is so like, I can kind of speak of it, um, coming from, where I didn't feel that happening with running and then really implementing a lot of the principles, a lot of the products that uh, Navoso has and really tying into that sensory system, I've noticed like a huge difference. Um, so if any runner is listening to this right now, um, I know it, it might be like a lot of information for you right now, but yeah, stay tuned. Like, trust me, this stuff does work and it doesn't need to be like extremely hard either. So we're going to kind of get into some of that. And so from what I heard, the common running injuries that you see, if someone has like this poor single leg stability was IT band syndrome, shin splints, you had mentioned knee pain, any others? Um, do you find this common for the foot and ankle conditions as well? Like plantar fasciitis, posterior tibial tendinopathy? Yeah, hundred percent. So stress fractures, plantar fasciitis for sure, Achilles tendonitis, especially insertional Achilles tendonitis. Um, post-tib, yes, because post-tib tendon issues very much correlates to shin splints. It's kind of a similar mm -hmm. mechanism. They're really rotational or it's a impaired deceleration response of the internal, internal rotation mechanism of the lower leg. Uh, and kind of how you had said is trying to not overwhelm the, the listeners is 
to really go back and think of everything that has to do with human movement is based around like timing. So when I give workshops, I'll be like, it has to do with like the time, the time, how quickly do you feel the ground? How quickly is the impact triggering a stabilization response? How quickly are you storing the potential energy from the ground? How quickly are you, right? So it's everything is about timing. Um, even all the way up into the hip. So how quickly are your glutes activating? How long length of time and contraction is also a, a factor of time. So how long are your glutes contracting for? At what level of peak recruitment are those muscles being engaged, right? So it, it changes the way that the listeners can think of perhaps exercises that they do right? Sometimes we want to be really quick with our contraction. Um, an example would be imagine doing like a step down. So you're on a step. Oftentimes we think, okay, I'm going to step up on the step, holding weights to get my glutes and my, my hip flexors and my, my quad muscles strong. Cause I'm a runner to me more. I'd be like, can you step off of the step and very quickly on one leg, step down and boom, your foot contracts with your pelvic floor, of course, the diaphragm, because you have to include it. And can you step down, contact your foot and stabilize, right? Get back on the step, step down. Can you create that quick timing um, or like bounding? Bounding is a great way as well. You're just bounding one leg to the next leg. But as you bound and that foot contacts the ground, boom, quickly stabilize. So it just adds a slightly different spin to maybe what the listeners are already doing. I love that. Um, and yeah, just so important because really running is essentially bounding right from like one foot to the other. Um, so that definitely is applicable uh, to what we love to do. It's time to take a real quick break. And before I say any more, I truly hope the message so far today has benefited you from either a running or a health standpoint. Maintaining healthy feet is super important in recovery and strength within our six steps to growing as a runner framework. Staying in line with that theme, I wanted to take this opportunity to share with you one of the best partners for foot health, and that is Naboso, which is a company that is dedicated to redefining what's underneath your feet so you can feel more to move better as a runner. Better stability means better movement, which for us means better running. Naboso's newest product, the Kinesis Board, features dual sensory stimulation, a micro wobble system, and a single leg platform. This has been a great tool for runners to get in five minutes of single leg stability training. And the best part about it is you can incorporate this into your everyday activities or how I like to use it is as muscle activation prior to heading out the door for my runs. Training balance on one leg after all is how we balance during running. And that is why the Kinesis board is designed for one leg at a time. Want to learn how you as a runner can activate, strengthen, and recover from running? Listen to episodes 116 and 212 on the Healthy Runner podcast to learn from Naboso founder, podiatrist, and human movement specialist, Dr. Emily Splickle herself. You've heard me rave about the Naboso splay, 
the recovery ball and the textured recovery socks before. And now this is just another tool I highly recommend you add into your runner's toolkit to improve your strength as a runner. These past two years, I personally have been on a marathon journey and I really couldn't imagine my body feeling as good as it does without the assistance of Nobosos products, which has helped keep me healthy as a runner. Learn more about Nobosos Texture products and how they can connect you to your exercises and your running by strengthening your feet and helping you recover from all those miles. Since you're a part of our Healthy Runner community, you will get 20% off all of your orders. Just use the code HEALTHYRUNNER during checkout when placing your order using the special link we have for you in the show notes. Go ahead and give Noboso a try. Your feet will thank you for it. I know mine always do. Now let's get back into this episode. One of the new um, products, like I said, I've been literally like the neuro ball. I actually have my Naboso splay in right now as we're chatting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been doing, as you've been talking about timing, I've been doing some like short foot and sitting right now and working on timing right, left. Um, but the Kinesis board is a new product that you guys just launched a couple of months ago now. Um, what is the Kinesis board and, um, what are its three key features? Yeah. So the Kinesis board, we launched that, I think that was in the middle of the, the 23. So early summer, I believe. And if, if the listeners don't see the video, it is a small board. So imagine it's 14 inches long, four and a half inches wide. So think about a little bit bigger than the size of your foot. So it is a single leg platform that is intended to be a micro wobble board. Micro is the emphasis here. So the pads, the foam pads that are on the bottom create micro instability. They're essentially the size of the width of the board that at first glance, it might look like it's not that unstable, right? Um, In addition to the micro wobble and the size of just one foot on the platform, it's obviously covered in Naboso, so we're getting the mechanoception of the texture. Now, why we created it and I, I developed the board is, to me, the area of instability training. So you have a wobble board, right? Think of any physical therapy wobble board or whatever you have at the gym that you might see. Flip a BOSU over. You got the black part of the BOSU, right? We're, we're not... We're not new to unstable training, right? This concept, but, and when I first started doing the ideation of how to improve these modalities, it could be straightforward to say, oh, just like slap some Naboso texture on it. And there you go. And I was like, yeah, but there's, there's gotta be something more that these devices are not providing to the nervous system and to the subtle stimulation that is created in the foot and ankle when we stand and when we walk. One of the best examples would be if you've ever walked on cobblestone. I don't know if you've ever walked on yes. cobblestone. Yeah. Um, so cobblestone creates kind of like a that, 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 that to your foot. For, the, for those that are not on the video, I'm just kind of like wobbling my hand back and forth, right? So it's kind of like, ooh, I'm a little, little wobbly. You could kind of think of that as like a micro perturbation, right? We're not mm-hmm. like on a surfboard or off the surfboard, which is what a lot of these other modalities create is it's such a grandiose perturbation to the nervous system. And 
I knew that that was not transferring to the way that neurostimulation is created around the foot and the ankle. So that's really why I started to play with a smaller board, a board that would be really centered around the foot's center of mass. And then looking at all the other modalities, yes, you could stand on any of these on one leg, but you really want to control the size of the interaction with the foot and kind of that relationship. So it's really trying to create one piece with the foot and then hence the microperturbation. So that's really what I was looking for when we designed it. Um, and then honestly, it's completely taken off in a way that we did not expect. I think a lot of it is because of the utility of the compactness of it. Because people wear shoes all the time too. <laughs> they just want a small, compact, controlled device that can create this microperturbation, even with shoes on. Totally fine. I love it, right? Stimulate that way. Um, it's also approachable for someone who has MS or Parkinson's or something like that, which is a lot of our users as well, as I wanted them to feel that they could use a product like this. Um, also, if, if for those that saw Dwayne who showed it, is it's bright and beautiful. So <laughs> have this in your home. <laughs> it's not going to take up a lot of room. You don't have to, right? It's, it's not going to make your, your home look clinical because it has physical therapy equipment in it. But I try to make it a little more fun as well. Um, so yeah, so that's really why we created it. Is that I, Part of it is also I... I want everyone to make single leg training a priority in their day, which means you're releasing your feet on the neural ball. You are doing short foot. Can't stop there though. I need you to do five minutes of single leg training every day. If you do that and you create that as a, a lifestyle and a philosophy that truly will bring you into movement longevity. Yes. Oh my goodness. I love it. And it is so easy because I literally have this under my desk and I have a sit to stand station. So every time I do stand, I first actually use my neuro ball, the half domes and release my three areas of my foot that you have in your instructional video. And then I grab my kinesis board and I do work on my, and it's great. Cause like while you're working, while you're on the computer, um, it, it does allow you to work some of those micro perturbations and, you know, improve your single leg stability. And yeah, the other thing I would comment is it's super lightweight. Mm -hmm. um, so like you said, transport wise, like you can easily bring this somewhere. And I do like, cause I was kind of honestly a little surprised because yes, I've come into contact with hundred different types of wobble board, rocker boards in my career. And I was like, oh, it's kind of small wow, it only gives you the option to do single leg. Like you literally can't, for those that aren't watching the video version, you can't put two feet on here. And if you do, it's kind of weird because your toes are hanging off or your heels are hanging off. So it's purposeful to use it as a single leg stability tool. And I really like that actually, because it doesn't give folks the option to like put two feet down and be like, oh, this is okay. I'm working what I need to work. You know, I'm kind of wobbling around a little bit. Um, so I've been, yeah, super impressed with the design of it and, you know, how, how do we actually use it? Like, what are your recommendations if you're just getting started with the kinesis board? Um, how do we use it? Yeah. Uh, so this series that I'm going to share with you doesn't have to be done on the kinesis board actually for 
let's say someone who is um, getting past post tib tendon tendonitis. Mm-hmm. Um, this would be an example is that I would have you do these balance. So single leg stabilization is obviously a great way to train the post tip muscle because it's constantly talking as you are trying to balance and stabilize on one leg. So I would start just on the ground or on a naboso mat um, or those foam pieces on the back of it come off and then just stand on it on the floor. So it's just a stable platform mm. with naboso material on that do it there and then put the pieces on it. Um, but I would have people start by setting their base. So find a really good centered foot on your foot tripod. Your toes want to be spread. If you overpronate, you want to be slightly uh, in, inverted into a neutral foot. So you could actually rotate into your hip or we have little wedges um, that you could hold your foot in a inverted position. So you can just focus on your stabilization. So your foot is neutral. Your base is set. Then you would stand on one leg and we are starting with just 10 seconds, 10 seconds on one leg. The reason why I use 10 seconds is I'm trying to stimulate, but not fatigue your nervous system. We're trying to wake everything up, but again, not push, push to a fatigue. And if you're running and you're thinking of the transfer to running, doing a 10 minute single leg stance does not make you a stronger stabilizer when you run, right? Because again, go back to timing and transfer, right? So we would do 10 seconds. Also for maybe any of the older listeners is 10 seconds is your baseline single leg stabilization marker. If you cannot stand on one leg for 10 seconds, that is a predictor of fall risk. So that's kind of what I use, right? 10 seconds. 10 seconds, single leg balance, eyes are focused. Um, I teach balance hacks. So there's four main balance hacks, your eyes. So stare straight ahead at something Two, the skin on your hands. So hold something, hold a neural ball, right? So have something in your hands, hold your cell phone. I don't care. (laughs) Something, put your hands on your hips, but you want to stimulate the skin of your fingers and your hands. Really, it's the fingers. Third balance hack is to use tension. So you could make a fist, you could engage your core, you could push your toes down, which is short foot, push them down into the board. And then your fourth balance hack is to not hold your breath. So you're essentially doing those four hacks as you're standing on one leg for 10 seconds. Beautiful. Go to the other side. Okay. Go back to your right side or your first side. Here's your, your first perturbation. There's only four exercises. That's it. Your First perturbation is to, you're going to keep your eyes straight ahead, remember all your hacks, and then you're going to slightly look to the right, to the center, look to the left center. So you're just moving your eyes, but when I start someone, I have them look to the right and spot something. Look to the center, spot. Look to the left, spot, right? And you're essentially doing it, okay? Um, to perturb the visual system, you don't have to right, left, right, left, right, left, like a saccade that's actually quite advanced. Um, so I start people slowly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's on your right leg. Go to your left leg. Now you're going to look straight ahead, look up, look straight, look down, look straight, look up, look straight. Same thing, right? But you're changing the visual field. Okay. Go back to your right side, your second perturbation. Remember, there's only four exercises, so we've got two exercises left. Your second perturbation is going to be vestibular. 
Now for this one, your eyes stay straight ahead. And this is a very subtle movement. So if you don't see me, just kind of imagine this. And I'm just shaking my head like, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not doing a large movement of my head. I'm just like, no, 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 no. Shake the head. I stay centered. And as I'm shaking my head, no, the entire time I'm telling myself, I have a reindeer in front of me. I'm telling myself, stare at the reindeer, stare at the reindeer, see the reindeer, see the reindeer. Like I have to give my nervous system the visual cue to kind of try to balance and play with these two at the same time. Does that make sense? Go to the left side. Now you're going to stare. I'm staring at the reindeer, but now I'm going to say yes, yes, yes. And I'm just shaking my head up and down. Perturbation. Your fourth exercise is a dual task. So I'm going to stand on my right leg. Remember all of your balance hacks. And now I'm going to count backwards from 100 in multiples of seven. Right? So 93, 84. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I don't think that's right. Uh, I didn't do the right math. Uh, um, some sort of count. <laughs> I'm not good at math either. Maybe I fell off the kinesis board. Um, so you would count down. Then I would go on the other one and I would spell words backwards. So I like to spell words backwards, um, count backwards. Again, you could, because you're doing this to yourself, right? So you could say, okay, Emily, today I'm going to count backwards from 50 in multiples of six. Well, I'm just playing with it myself, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to do something that is dual task. Now, if you can, and this is what you're doing every day, right? 10 second balance each leg And then you're doing 10 seconds every time. Right leg, move your eyes. Left leg, 10 seconds, move your eyes. Right leg, 10 seconds, perturb your vestibular. Da-da-da. Right leg, 10 seconds, do a dual task. So do you see how it becomes, I mean, it's not even five minutes. It's like two minutes of exercise. Maybe not even that, right? So that should be something that you can incorporate easily into your lifestyle or because everyone here is obviously running, it could be part of your movement prep. So mm-hmm. after you do the neural ball, could you do a few of these stimulations because really it's activating the nervous system? Yes. Yes. I love that. Yes, absolutely. Like that's when I like to kind of get that neuromuscular stimulation or, you know, those really wake up the muscles right before your run. Um, and it doesn't require a lot of time, which I love. Um, I, yes, I thank you, honestly, because anyone can do right that series that you just described, and it is um, scalable, and you can make it a little harder. Um, so, and how long does it usually take where you see people can start to see some results? Um, you know, how many sessions or weeks that you know, people really notice that, Hey, this is feeling a little easier and where I have to progress and like move how you kind of mentioned how you can move the foam to kind of make it a little harder if you need to. Um, when do you find is like a good amount of time that someone does progress to the next level? Yeah. So, um, before I answer that, yes, there are other attachments. So the, the kinesis board comes with a one inch square foam. They're one inch thick which creates the micro perturbation. 
the you can buy advanced wobbles so you could buy a two inch thick one which makes it harder Mm -hmm. and a curved one so if any of the listeners are like man no way that's like way too easy (laughs) okay one trust me when you put (laughs) curve it is not easy i've been traveling this is part of what i do at conferences now so i get to see hundreds of trainers um and coaches and such working on the kinesis board and yeah no it's, it's Quite interesting. Um, but there are advanced wobbles if you want. So typically how I will progress a patient, because let me answer it that way first, who has post-tip tendinitis or shin splints, let's say, mm-hmm. is I would want them to consistently challenge and stimulate the foot in this way. Um, every day, stay at the same level for probably mm, two weeks and then advance it. Um, What I would say instead of trying to make it more challenging is for a week, let's say if you're just like you're solid, no injury history, you're just trying to elevate and become, you know, Dwayne 2.0 or something. (laughs) (laughs) Is let's think about each perturbation, right? Let's stand on the board and see what it's like if we shut our eyes when we stand on one leg for 10 seconds, right? That's changing it. We're not changing the device or the wobbles. We're changing the input systems. When we do our eye movement, instead of doing center, right, center, left, go from the right all the way to the left, all the way to the right, or, or just pick up the pace right, then left, right, then left, right? Mm. Um, For the vestibular, a way that you could advance the vestibular, which is eyes were fixed and then you said no, is kind of look over. So I'm imagine that you have glasses and you're looking over the top of the glasses and I'm looking over the glasses and then that's where I'm going to shake no. Or I'm going to look down the bridge of my nose and that's where I'm going to say no. So subtle things like that actually stimulate your nervous system completely new. And I didn't have to say, oh, well, now the kinesis board is too easy for you. I'm going to throw you on a BOSU. Let's actually get granular with the perturbations we do and truly challenge that nervous system in in a different way. I love that. And I know you had mentioned you can utilize the Nervosa wedges. Are there any other products that can be incorporated with the kinesis board? Uh, well, so our toe wedges, this is actually a, a fun one. So the toe wedge is a 25 degree wedge. Of course, it has the Naboso texture on top. And if you extend your your toes up, so imagine that you're propping your toes against the 25 degree incline, and then you push your toes into the incline versus flat to the ground, you actually get increased foot activation. And that's part of why we launched mm. these is we were trying to hack foot activation to get a little bit more into the foot for people who had issues or if those were wanting to try to get, you know, like athletes trying to get to the point easier, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Before you start running, you want to just like, hey, foot, slap it awake, let's go. I would do short foot with the wedges because you're essentially waking it up, prep it, put it in the position and then let's go. So those can be used with it. Um, that's a really what I do. If you don't have the wedges, you could use half of a neural ball. Um, I like to put my heel on the 
wedge. You can face it this way. So my heel is on the back of the toe wedge and my toes are down. Mm -hmm. I'm in a plantar flexed position. This is actually really, really good position to train your foot. If, if any of the listeners do forefoot, midfoot striking, you want to train your foot and ankle proprioceptive system to mm. feel, just feel itself by balancing on the kinesis board in a plantar flex position like this. And then mm. that's a really powerful way to, to train. Um, that, of course, is for anyone who's ever sprained their ankle as well. I do that. Yeah, and I could see even multiple applications for the wedges. Um, one that I can think about is like limited ankle mobility. If someone was limited and they're working on squatting and for those that like work out in the gym and you think about, oh, you used to put plates underneath your heels. Like I could see those wedges being very helpful Mm -hmm. Um, as well as even like plantar fasciitis and trying to like extend the hallux and actually work on some loading and strengthening of the calf muscles with the toe in extension to kind of add more load through the fascia itself. Um, yeah. So I see a lot of applications um, for the wedges. Yep. They're, they're more versatile than at first glance, like when mm-hmm. you start to play around with them. And then of course, because there's the Naboso texture, I use that as, okay, I feel my heel on the wedge. So it's just kind of a reminder. And a lot of these reminders are subconscious so even if the client or, or you yourself are using them and you're like, ah, right, I don't, oops, I forgot the texture, it's subconsciously feeding into the system as well. Right. I love it. I love it. I hope you are enjoying this episode and it is providing value for you. I wanted to take a brief moment to share a story of a real runner like you who is struggling with a common problem that you may be facing. Here is one of our athletes who got the guidance, support, and accountability from our Healthy Runner coaching team to get clarity and structure on the six steps to growing as a runner with personalized strength, nutrition, and run plans. I hope their story inspires you that there is hope to either get over your running injury or to continue getting faster or running longer so you can continue to get in those mental clearing miles and enjoy your running journey again. Here is their inspiring story. Hi, my name is Dipti Pandya and I'm here to tell you why you should, without any hesitation, sign up for coaching with Dr. Dwayne Scotty and the Healthy Runner, um, Spark Healthy Runner program. Um, I had been struggling for, uh, for about a year with shin pain and posterior tibial tendonitis. Um, and I had tried everything to make it go away. Um, I had tried acupuncture, massage, um, lots of meddling with my training plan, um, starting, you know, stopping running for weeks at a time, starting and stopping, starting and stopping, doing run walk, um, really slowing down my pace, wearing, um, different kinds of shoes and finally even seeing a local PT who I worked with for four months. And, um, you know, I would see some improvement here and there and then the pain would come back. And, um, I really had no real structure or guidance for how I was going to actually get back to running longer distances and marathon training came to a point where I really was feeling hopeless. And I was at my last straw and really started to question if I was even meant to be a runner, if I had the body to be a runner or was capable of doing this, um, long-term. And so I really was at a point where, um, I was going to give it one last try something, you know, try to do one last thing. Um, and otherwise I was going to give up 
on something that I really, really loved. Um, and that's when I found Dwayne. Um, I started listening to his podcast and after um, Googling shin splints and posterior tibial tendonitis, and immediately I could sense that he was extremely, extremely knowledgeable, extremely passionate about what he was doing. And also he just sounded so kind and really sounded like someone who truly genuinely cared to help others. You know, it was the best decision that I've made and I'm so grateful that I found him. Um, working with him from the very beginning was effortless um, and it was super fun. Uh, the first meeting I remember was two hours long because that's how much he actually truly cares about getting to know his athletes and um, you know, creating a plan that's optimal for you. The things, the qualities that I really loved about Dwayne um, and love about working with Dwayne are that he is very, very thoughtful in how he does his plan. So he really thinks things through carefully, takes a lot of time um, with it so that um, you know you're really getting the best possible um, plan from him. Um, and so, yeah, he was able to build me back up uh, to not running, not only running a full marathon again, but running the Dopey Challenge, which is 48.6 miles um, in over four days in Disney World. And that's where I was actually very lucky to, to meet Dwayne in person. And he's just as wonderful in person as he is um, working, you know, virtually with him. And um, yeah, so all those qualities about him just make him a really unique coach, you know, because he is not just a coach, but the fact that he also is a ther physical therapist. And like I said, he's genuinely cares about people. He is super, super knowledgeable and experienced. Um, and he's very firm, but at the same time, um, you know, you feel like he's always working with you. He wants to hear your opinions, wants to hear your, um, your concerns and things like that. But then he stays firm in how he wants you to, um, progress because he knows that that's the best thing for you. And I needed someone like that who is going to be firm with me, um, but also be supportive and be positive and um, all, he's all of those things. So um, now I am excited to switch over to working with Coach Whitney as I train for the Flying Pig Marathon. And I'm really excited to see what other successes um, I can, you know, I will have over the next several training cycles as I continue to build um, on the current fitness that I have. And it's just so exciting to know that um, I can finally run carefree, um, enjoy my running and not worry about pain and injury. Um, so if you're suffering from any kind of injury or any kind of pain, or you feel like you just need to become a stronger, res more resilient runner, 100% you should join Spark Healthy Runner Coaching, um, whether it's with Dwayne himself or with one of his other coaches. Um, I have no doubt in my mind that you will have no regrets and um, that it's just going to make you a more, uh, a stronger runner that's gonna be able to run, run long into the future. I hope sharing that story inspired you and provided you some hope. If you want the one-on-one -on -one structure, accountability, and support from our Healthy Runner coaching team of experts, check out the behind-the-scenes video tour of our signature coaching program you just heard about, including other stories from runners who are just like you and were struggling with the same sticking points before they signed up for our program. Just head to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com to learn more and book your strategy call with me today. Now let's get back into this episode. And then I know that you have the, is it the kinesis stick or the Naboso stick? Our neuro stick. Neuro stick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is that used for? Yes. So our neuro stick, this is actually just launched, um, 
three weeks now, something like that. The neuro stick is a massage stick. So imagine okay. the yeah. massage rollers. Imagine the stick, right? Right. The classic. Yes. Uh, but the benefit is, of course, there's the Naboso texture on it. Research has shown that texture helps stimulate circulation. So when you use the circulation, every this is now every part, not just the bottom of the foot or the palm of the hand, but any part of the body that you're massaging, you will get a flushing response. There's a lot of research around lymphatics and just total body circulation. I'm very much into microcirculation. So making sure that we get good blood supply to our peripheral nerves. A lot of that is based around using techniques that support that microcirculation and texture is a great way to do it. Um, so if you are using a massage stick now, um, think of this as just an elevated massage stick that helps you to get a little bit more into that microcirculatory. Um, other way that we have people using it is if you're massaging someone else. So like the back, um, we have, you know, part of our users have neuro neurological conditions. So mm -hmm. if I need someone to feel their body, then I can use the stick and say, okay, here, I'm going to stimulate it. And it's like, oh, okay, I can feel my arm more because I just stimulated it. So it's a great awareness tool as well. Um, it would fall under really that recovery is where I would put it. Right. And I could see that looks very portable as well. And for us runners who are going to races, I could see that being something easy that like you don't want to bring your foam roller with you and you don't want to hop down in the parking lot. Um, this could be a nice tool to yep. kind of put your foot up on, you know, whatever your car door, be able to release, you know, stimulate the calf muscles, your Achilles, do a little hamstring um, stimulation. I love that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to try that. I haven't tried that one yet. Yes. Love it. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So in kind of coming down to our, our final stretch here, last question we asked all our guests, you know, if you can change one thing about the misconception of improving stability, what would that be? Oh, I feel that I did not mention already. <laughs> I don't want to keep beating the dead horse of, uh, of timing and timing of stabilization. Um, timing. Timing is super important. Um, here's a misconception that I am young, therefore I don't need to train my single leg stability. So there's this inherent um, kind of taking, not taking advantage of it, but you just assume it's, it's good because you are young and healthy. Um, but it's definitely, it is a skill. It is a skill that we want to continuously challenge. And as you challenge that skill, you always want it to transfer to your sport. Here we're talking about running. So then that will go to my first one to make sure that it just has to do with the timing of that stabilization and that foot contact. So doing things in a slightly plantar flex position might be really good to create that stability the heel on something on the kinesis board would be a great example or something like stepping off of a step. And I was saying very rapidly contract um, is, is a great way to, to try to challenge single leg stability in a rapid way that transfers to running. I love it. I love it. And 
just kind of recapping here, guys, for what Dr. Emily really talked about. She talked about what is the importance of single leg stability and, you know, why we need it as runners. And we're always on one leg. Uh, so we definitely need good stability. And the thing that I really honed in on in today's chat is the timing is so important that we need to be able to like activate and deactivate essentially, right? You need to be able to turn on muscles quickly and you need to have control over that timing. And we also talked about, you know, if our stability is not good, what types of injuries? So if you've been struggling with, you know, stubborn reoccurring injury cycle, right? And you're always having shin splints every time you run, you're always having IT band pain. Um, think about is your single leg stability not where it should be? Um, and then we talked about the kinesis board, all its features. And what I really took away again from this is that it's not just a, you know, there are, I'm going to be honest with you, right? There are a lot of products out there on the market, whether it's running products or going to like my PT brain and like rehab based products that are honestly, some of them are kind of gimmicky and they're just like, Hey, this is kind of cool. And, you know, therapists will like use it with patients and it just looks hard. It just looks tough. I love how the kinesis board is very scalable that if you take off all of the foam blocks we had talked about, you could start literally on the floor and be able to activate your sensory system with the Naboso texture. And then there are different progressions and the exercise that you can do on this, it, anyone can do it. And it, you can literally work it into your like daily activities. Um, because if you don't have five minutes to do this, then, but I think you get a lot of bang for your buck, right? Especially for us runners who are always on one leg. Um, so thank you for sharing all of that about the kinesis board. And we didn't even talk about like ankle instability for those like chronic ankle sprainers or the trail runners out there, um, who are always like, you know, rolling their ankle over roots. Like you want to have good ankle stability in addition, like this is going to work your foot stability, but then also your ankle stability. Um, so I could see a bunch of different applications and I love the fact that you brought up kind of younger runners. And I, I, I talk about this a lot actually with kind of training the right way for running because a lot of our younger runners don't yet um, appreciate that there's a process to how we train and move our bodies. And they just want to go and run all of their runs like hard, like a workout, a cardio workout. Whereas, you know, 80% of the runs we should be doing feel at the easy level and you can hold a conversation with someone. Um, but I, I love that, like your misconception about if we're younger, um, you know, we don't think we really need to necessarily work on balance. And it's like something my grandma worked on when she went to PT, right? And yeah, if you work on these things now, you're going to be able to honestly get stronger as a runner. And a lot of us want to get stronger so we can get faster um, with our running. But it really all starts here. Like you need to be able to turn these muscles on use our motor control processes, get our brain, send the signals down. And I just love how the texture of Naboso allows us to activate and stimulate these muscles. And it, it is really like, I talk about strength training being like the foundation for running, but this is like, I don't know what below the foundation is, but like this needs to happen first, essentially before we load and add more resistance to strengthen our muscles. Um, so Thank you so much for sharing uh, all of this. And um, I'm sure like, obviously you guys can see 
Dr. Emily is a true professional. She's an educator at heart, as you can see. Um, there's going to be a lot of people who want to check out all of your resources, your trainings, courses, things like that that you have. You know, where's the best place for a Healthy Runner community to connect with you? Sure. So on Instagram, my handles are dremilydpm, uh, and I put a lot of content and education on there. For Naboso on Instagram, it is naboso underscore technology. The Naboso website for all the products is naboso.com. Again, that's naboso.com. My podiatry website is my name. It's probably easier to look on the (laughs) show notes for that, but it's dremilysplickle.com. And then if you do want to explore some of the education that I create, even though a lot of it is spoken to the professional, I have many um, patients and consumers who will engage with it as well. Um, That is ebfaglobal.com. Every website links out to their respective YouTube channels Or if you do not remember any of that that I had said, just Google Dr. Emily Barefoot and you will get all of the information you want. (laughs) Yes. And I will definitely link all of those in the show notes. Um, And guys, don't forget that, you know, you do get a nice little 20% off Healthy Runner discount using the link um, within the show notes as well. So don't forget to use that code Healthy Runner. Um, at checkout for any of the products. Um, like I said, I've, they've been like a game changer for me. Um, it, I've been on this kind of marathon journey the last two years and, you know, being someone who thought I would never run marathons. And I honestly owe a lot of my recovery and more strength and stability and not having any symptoms of like, I used to have plantar fasciitis symptoms and I really owe it to, I think a lot of the strategies and implementing, um, these strategies that Naboso has in their products. So I'm a big believer myself. I recommend it to all my clients that I work with, um, on a one-on-one basis who have foot, ankle and knee, uh, issues where we want to improve their stability. So I highly recommend it to you guys as well. Um, Dr. Emily, this has been great catching up again. I greatly appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to educate us today. Thank you so much. It is a pleasure and I would love to come back anytime you are looking to explore more. Oh man. And I'm sure with all the innovation that you have, right, there'll be probably new products six months from now, a year from now. So we'll have to chat about those new products that you come up with. And thank you to the listeners, whether you're listening now during a run, watching the video version on the Spark Healthy Runner YouTube channel. I appreciate you. As always, runners, let's maintain a strong mind, a strong body, and let's just keep on running. Until next time. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Healthy Runner podcast, where we help you get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running. If you found this content valuable, here's five ways we can help you grow as a runner for free. One, grab a free copy of our six steps to growing as a runner framework at learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com forward slash grow. Two, follow our Instagram page at sparkhealthyrunner.com. Three, join our free group by searching Healthy Runner in Facebook. Four, subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Spark Healthy Runner. 
five. Leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more experts in the running field and bring those lessons and trainings back here right to you. Don't forget, hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts or the follow button on Spotify so you don't miss the next episode of Healthy Runner so you can maintain a strong mind, a strong body, and just keep running. Lastly, if you've been struggling with the constant injury cycle, not eating the right foods for running, or not getting faster as a runner, and you are ready to invest in becoming a lifelong injury-free runner, head to sparkhealthyrunner.com forward slash coaching to apply for a one-on-one signature coaching program. Thank you again. I really, truly mean it from the bottom of my heart that I appreciate you for listening and sharing this podcast with a running friend who can use the help. Now go and crush your run today. See you next week.